Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Drive at 5. The stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. It's seven minutes past five o'clock. We are buckled in. We have our headlights on, even though it's still daylight outside because we always drive safely on Rick Dayton's Drive at Five. Pittsburgh Mayor Ed Ganey making the announcement that the city is going to challenge the tax-exempt status of 26 properties as part of the review of properties owned purely public charity or by purely public charities. Ganey said back in January when he signed an executive order that the city's finance and law departments were going to investigate whether the city's purely public charities meet requirements for that status. Joined by local and state officials, Ganey said this morning at 9 o'clock that the city completed the first portion of its reviews and is submitting its challenges to the County Property Assessment Office on 26 pieces of land. That includes six parcels owned by UPMC, though none of them are medical facilities. Uh, Parcels identified today have been previously approved for their tax-exempt status as they support UPMC's charitable mission of serving our patients, members, and communities, said Paul Wood, UPMC's vice president and chief communications officer. That was in a statement issued by UPMC. Wood touted UPMC's commitment to being a great neighbor, a trusted resource for health care, and creator of well paying jobs by the state's definition purely public charities or nonprofits that must advance a charitable purpose donate a substantial portion of their services benefit a substantial class of people in need of charity and operate entirely free from private profit motives Before the Nashville school rampage, the shooter sent a message to a former teammate that something bad was going to happen. Nashville shooter warning that in a message to a former middle school basketball teammate before opening fire Monday at the Covenant School. Now, the uh, young lady said she saw the Instagram message at 9.57 a.m. Monday, less than 20 minutes before police say they received calls about a shooter at the private Christian school. In the messages, Audrey Hale, the person police identified as a shooter talked about not wanting to live anymore and said their family did not know what they were about to do hale is transgender metropolitan nashville police chief john drake said monday in the first message sent to Patton, hale signed it as aubrey parentheses aiden close parentheses Patton tried to be supportive according to screenshots of the messages in their last message hale said that something bad was about to happen and asked for forgiveness. Patton of Nashville attended Isaiah T. Cresswell Middle School with Hale. She said the messages were alarming and she sent them to her father and asked if she should contact someone. He texted back, yes, in all caps. So after that, that's when I started making calls is what she said on the NBC Nightly News. 
Some are blaming gender identity and not guns in the early hours after the shooting of what happened in Nashville. Little so far known publicly about the motives of the shooter. Police identified as a transgender former student of the Covenant School who resented having to attend the facility. Six people were killed, including three nine-year-old students and three staff members. The shooter was killed by police. Republicans across the country have moved to ban trans literature from some school libraries, passed laws outlawing gender-affirming care for trans youth and preparing to campaign on fighting against woke values on gender and sexuality. The combination of a trans shooter at a Christian school sparked a firestorm as particularly social conservatives were claiming some level of vindication. President Trump, uh, former President Donald Trump, then the grand jury. Where exactly does that stand? Well, the New York grand jury considering possible criminal charges against Trump related to hush money payments from Stormy Daniels ahead of the 2016 election is not expected to be asked to vote on an indictment this week, according to sources familiar with the matter. Grand jury not expected to meet Wednesday, the source said. The next day, the panel was regularly scheduled to convene. Development comes a day after the grand jury concluded its activities on Monday without voting on any indictment stemming from allegations made by Daniels after saying that she had an affair with Trump beginning back in 2006. The the, uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu may have relented to an unprecedented uh, pause on contentious plans to overhaul the country's judiciary in Israel, but they say the battle for the country's future is certainly continuing and not done yet. The group leading the protest that saw hundreds of thousands flood the streets in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv to launch a general strike saying today that they would keep up the pressure even as the public unrest dissipated and the country's figurehead president invited negotiating teams from rival political factions to a meeting to begin talks about a potential compromise. Benjamin Netanyahu, who was re-elected back in November to lead his country for a third time, was scrambling to salvage his political future and his country's international reputation amid a firestorm over the judicial moves where Netanyahu is on trial on corruption charges in addition to that, which of course he has denied. Now, with Israel's domestic feud erupting in a global stage on Monday, it has been spiraling for months after back in January, Netanyahu, two weeks after being sworn in, announced plans to overhaul the country's Supreme Court and allow politicians a greater say in appointments as well as decisions. At least 39 people feared dead, killed in a fire that broke out at a migration center along the U.S.-Mexico border, officials said today. Authorities believe the fire was caused by a protest initiated by some of the people staying there after, quote, they found out, we think, that they were going to be deported, according to the president of Mexico. Based on the initial reports, migrants fearing deportation put small mattresses at the door of the shelter and set them on fire as a form of protest. They didn't imagine it would cause this misfortune, said the president. The fire started at 9 o'clock Monday evening at the Migration Center run by the National Migration Institute. The agency said in a statement the migrants at the facility had been detained by authorities. Britain raising the domestic threat level with Northern Ireland. At this point, their uh, MI5 intelligence service raised the terrorism threat level to severe 
as they are concerned about activity by dissident Irish Republican militants. Severe the second highest rung on a five-point scale means an attack is considerably or considered highly likely, excuse me. The threat had stood at substantial for the past year. Paramilitary groups in Northern Ireland laid down their arms after the 1998 Good Friday Peace Accord largely ended three decades of violent conflict between Irish Republican and British loyalist groups and UK security forces, and 3,600 people had died during that 30-year stretch. And finally, in France, the battle on the streets there continues with protests and strikes against an unpopular pension reform as it's gripped France once again today with many thousands marching. The Eiffel Tower was closed. Police ramped up security amid government warnings that radical demonstrators intended to destroy, injure, and to kill. The concerns that violence could mar large demonstrations prompted what the Interior Minister described as unprecedented deployment of 13 15,000 officers, nearly half of them concentrated in the French capital of Paris. And that wraps up today's Drive at 5 on this 28th day of March. It's 5.15. I'm Rick Dayton. The Drive at 5, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 